0: Today, the border crisis continues as Texas is infiltrated by illegal immigrants. Ken Paxton joins me to talk post-impeachment, and we get a look into the Marxist attack on America's children from a very special guest. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and White Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and an illegal immigrant caravan of thousands of predominantly Venezuelan adults began their descent into Texas yesterday and gathered under a bridge in Eagle Pass, waiting to be processed and, of course, let right on through by Border Patrol, according to Fox News reporter Bill who who is on the ground in Eagle Pass. He says, per CBP sources, in the last 24 hours alone, over 10,000 migrants were encountered at the border, bringing us back to the all-time record high levels we last saw in. May before the end of Title 42. 8,500 plus were Border Patrol apprehensions. 1,600 plus at CBP ports of entry. The city of Eagle Pass is bracing for impact. Mayor Rolando Salinas declared a state of emergency yesterday after 4,000 illegal immigrants were welcomed right on into the country by Border Patrol with open arms, even though the tiny town only has a population of 29,000, which obviously doesn't have the infrastructure to deal with the influx. Neither does El Paso or McAllen or any of these other border towns. So where can these people go? Surely there's one of those compassionate sanctuary cities that will bring them in and provide them with food, shelter, money, right? Well, according to New York Governor Kathy Hochul, it turns out mm, there are limits to what American cities can provide for these people. You have to be certain that you're not going to take a... uh, Support a policy that's going to draw more people because places like New York really are at capacity. Mm. You know, we have large hearts. You want to be generous and supportive to people who are experiencing humanitarian crisis, but there is a limit to what we can do. Oh, okay. Well, here to discuss this and more, we have Yaku Bouyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, also so excited. To have the beautiful Liz Wheeler, uh, author of Hide Your Children and host of the Liz Wheeler Show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I love to bring some uh, more estrogen into the room. As you know, the, you know this. That the industry is dominated by males. I love you, Yaku.
1: Hey, I. You know, I love strong women. Yes, because but the industry... you mama bears fight like crazy. And we need you in our fight against trafficking, that's the moms that fight. So I celebrate Liz, and your work is amazing, and it has always been amazing.
0: Yes, yeah. Thank you, you guys are too kind. Yes, very happy to have you. So I would imagine both of you maybe have some thoughts on uh, the Ka- Kathy Hochul. Like, well, you know, I mean, here in New York, there are limits to what we can do. Um, El Paso, McAllen, Eagle Pass, all of these teeny, teeny, tiny little towns with no infrastructure, uh, having to extend all of their resources to all of these people, I, I'm sure they can handle that. That'll be fine. What could possibly go wrong? You are at the border all the time, Yaku.
1: Yeah, not to jump ahead, Liz, but it's this virtue signaling. It's this new modern-day uh, uh, compassion and love movement where you can tweet it or exit and write about it on instagram but when it comes down to the actual safe harboring and caring for people they want no part of it mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's and it's like not us not now too many um but what we're learning here is when you open the spigot and it starts gushing it's not so easy to shut it down and it's it's very good for the moment in a campaign for a kathy Hokel or one of the Cuomo brothers or some of the others to say, come on, where's your heart, America? Come with compassion. And then they start coming Mm -hmm. and they don't stop. And this is not gonna stop. Remember, and I'm gonna remind people, Biden signed a trilateral agreement with Spain and Mexico and he committed to take 7 million more migrants on before. And look at Spain, they're being land blasted at the moment. Mexico's president went to join BRICS He's inviting them to come in from all over the world. He's saying, come more of you. And by, there's no end to this, by the way. 10,000 will become 40,000 a day. And it's, and it's cultural dilution, Sarah, mm-hmm. because nobody is asking a single one of those military-aged men, Liz, to assimilate and become American. Mm-hmm. I had to as an immigrant. I had to prove it. I had to pass exams and tests, stand in front of an immigration judge, swore an allegiance to this nation, denounce my flag, my national anthem, to become American right? Nobody's asking these folks to become American. It's cultural dilution to where now the cities are going to flip. Mm-hmm. There'll be more migrants than, than than naturalized citizens in the city, so you're going to lose your culture.
0: Yeah, Liz.
2: Well, what's interesting about Kathy Hochul, and maybe I'm playing it fast and loose with the word interesting, <laughs> is when she talks about you can't get behind policies that invite people here. What if the Democrat... What have right. the Democrats been doing for the right. ever since the Biden administration took office? Biden himself essentially looked at people all over the world and said, come on in. Right. We're not going to stop you. This isn't something that just arbitrarily happens. People don't just come across the border. He stopped deporting people. Mm-hmm. He reinstated catch and release, which just tells people there's going to be no accountability when they break our laws. <laughs> he no longer um, he no longer enforced Trump's remain in Mexico. This is an open invitation. And I didn't hear a single Democrat that I can think of. Not a single Democrat who said, well, wait a second. If you do this, what's going to happen is we're going to have more people come in our country. It's going to put a huge burden on our resources. It's not, I mean, we can see the videos here. They're not, this is not women and children and families who are coming from an oppressed country to seek a new life here. These are young men, military aged males, the Democrats are to blame for this. This is not something that's just happening to us, and they should feel sorry for themselves. They created this mess.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so it's fascinating when you—I mean, look, uh, I guess because we're here in Texas, we're based in Texas, this is a, an issue that I cover extensively because we see um, how devastating it can be to our state. Now, of course, states like New York, Chicago, places like that, or Illinois are, um, are seeing that Oh, it turns out that this is a huge burden on places if we just start shipping them to, you know, uh, uh, cities that can't handle it. I keep saying I anyone, any candidate, anyone running for office, anyone who tells you that the solution for this does not involve mass deportation is kidding themselves and they're lying to you because when you look at the economic drain that this is going to continue to be on society, on America, I mean, it is, we don't even, we haven't even seen the effects that we're going to see 10 years from now. I want to, I want to read a tweet here from Texans for Strong Borders. They said there are 489,500 illegal aliens in Texas public schools costing Texas over $3 billion a year. Now, of course, it goes on to say Texas schools are now nothing more than an alien haven. Illegals need to be taken out of schools, sent back across the Rio Grande. Texas schools should be a haven for Texans. But, I mean, $3 billion a year that it's costing Texas for these people to be here illegally. And again, this is just more and more and more and more and more. There are limits to our resources, guys. I don't know why we can't just admit that. Let me jump in
2: here. There's limits to our resources if we're thinking like conservatives. But Democrats, I mean, what do they, they do? Print they print money. They print money. Yeah. I mean, this is modern monetary theory yeah. that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. They actually right. they actually want to spend more money so that the federal government doesn't just raise money by taxation. They raise it by printing it yep. and handing it out, which dilutes our currency. I mean, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, that's conspiracy. It's not. You mm-hmm. can look at the people that are in the Biden administration. This is what they believe. They don't believe that there should be any limits to spending. This is what they want to do for our nation. I I actually like your comment when you said there should be mass deportations, because one of the advantages of doing what we do versus being a politician is we don't have to worry about, oh, how are the voters going to react if we say this? Is this unpopular? Will this cause my approval rating to drop? No, you're just saying what should be a very common sense thing. Well, yeah, we have how many illegal aliens in our nation? It's not families. It's not just children. These are military age males. You could see how they were dressed like there were some like designer looking stuff going on there. Like that's (laughs) not, that's not poverty. I don't blame them necessarily for wanting to come from Venezuela to the United States, right. I would too. It's opportunism, right. Right? right?
1: But we've opened the door, Liz. But here, here's yes. one thing: it's not only three billion. That's three billion in the school system. Correct. Now let's yeah. tack on healthcare. Yes. Exactly. Now let's tack exactly. on shelter. Let's exactly. bring the other social services. It's not three billion. You can't measure the amount, and the number is not even accurate. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because that number is some arbitrary number that they pull from a and, and on the ground, yeah. you know. We. But here's the deal: you don't just walk this back. Mm-hmm. You don't just put someone in the White House and change policy. Biden fired terminated thousands of immigration judges, there's no judges to prosecute deportation, because you go through immigration court, because we are actually a country of laws. We actually have laws. We actually have deportation laws. We actually have deportation centers where you go from an immigration judge and you go to the deportation center and you're sent back to your country. There's no judges. So whoever is in the White House next, first have to go hire some judges. That doesn't happen overnight. We got to train and then you got to find these folks. This is a cluster that we're going to deal with if we were to close the border today and just close the spigot. This is a 10-year fix. Mm -hmm. This is not a four-year fix. And then you'll feel the economic power, and then potentially, may we talk about this little element that I love to throw out there called treason, Mm. where Joe Biden is performing treason because we know for fact that very high criminal elements have crossed the border, Sarah, and are now sleeper cells in the United States, waiting for a moment like what we saw in in 9-11, to do who knows what to American cities. And we don't even know who's here. We have Mm -hmm. no understanding of who's here. We know recently a murder is committed by an MS-13 member, convicted felons in their country. They're running from the law. We got the CBP One app that we're just arbitrarily giving people work permits. Mm -hmm. They're coming
0: in and now they're gonna work. The ID cards that I know you've talked about—you've um, yeah. talked about on the show before. Fox News finally ran a, you know.
1: So they get landed, landed status, which means in the future, because their notice to appear is 2032, mm-hmm. so when they appear in front of a judge, mm-hmm. here's what happens in the law. All intentional. The judge asks this question because I've been in front of these yep. judges because I had to prove my first entry on my I-94 card. I know immigration right mm-hmm. my first entry was a legal entry which gives me status to a degree well all of the, them going to get legal entry status but they did not cross legally right so now a judge is going to sit with this dilemma of well they came illegally that puts them in a different bracket of the law, how do we deal, it's by design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: those chips are, the, those chips, or not the chips, the cards should have chips if they actually wanted them to be effective. Right. I wanna add something to a point that you made about how this is gonna be a 10 year problem if we don't fix it. It's, it's gonna be longer than that, because if you, are, if you are a member, not all of these individuals are trying to cast illegal votes, right? Like I know that right. the left tries to make it seem like that's the argument that we're making, and it's not. Right. But what does change is the congressional districts. Yes. Because when you're drawing congressional districts, it's not just citizens and legal residents who are taken into account, it's everybody. Population. Which means it's population, which means it's also illegal aliens. So you have all these people coming in Texas, for example. Um, and you get more congressional districts because mm-hmm. there's more mm-hmm. people here. Mm-hmm. And God forbid that this happens in these sanctuary cities, which are re- which are blue areas. You're going to get more blue representatives in Congress, which is the same thing. It's an indirect vote yes. for these people who aren't even citizens of our country. W-
1: why great do you point. think it's a, a Remain point. in Texas policy is what they're pushing right now? Mm. Where do you think they're going to go? They're not going to go living in 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 Waco. They're going to go to <laughs> that, that's conservative. They're going to go to Austin, mm-hmm. yeah, and Dallas. That's as blue as you can get mm-hmm. i mean austin says as blue as, as los angeles yeah and the lines are going to get redrawn yep. and all of a sudden you're giving current incumbent yeah crazy folks in texas politics more power yep. mm-hmm. you know, or, you'll, is, or
2: they'll just multiply n- more yeah, yeah yep.
1: there will be more of them yeah
2: they'll be multiplied in congress yep
0: no, that's a, that's a great point. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with more. want to thank our sponsor, though, Patriot Mobile. So um, over a decade now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Um, they are on the front lines. I know this guy knows it because he's been, we're talking about the border. You've been at the border with Patriot
1: Mobile. Tell you, Patriot Mobile put, put bulletproof vests on yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. And go into action yeah. to go help and save American lives and secure a border. So they're champions.
0: They are They are actually, they are literally putting their money where their mouth is. And they are taking a portion of their customers' bills and they're donating it to, they're funneling it back into uh, causes that you are, if you're watching this program, you're fighting for. So there's no reason to stay with Big Mobile. You may think like, oh, well, I need their networks. Well, Patriot Mobile is going to give you the same access to all three major networks. So you're going to get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. You are going to send a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, you know, all these conservative values that we're out there in the trenches fighting for. Patriot Mobile is fighting alongside us. So go check them out. Keep your number, keep your phone, or get all brand new if you want. You can do it however you want to over at patriotmobile.com slash news. You'll get free activation with the offer code news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. All right. I want to welcome to the program, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. I've been dying to talk to you, General. And might I say, what a sight to behold, our elected Attorney General sitting in his office with the uh, the sign behind him. It's good to see you.
3: Hey, I'm so happy to be back. So happy to be back in this office. And uh, I certainly appreciate your support, the support of so many grassroots people and I mean that's why I'm back. It's, it, their their message was communicated to the Senate. Otherwise, you know, it, it would it probably would not have been good based on political issues as opposed to what the voters actually wanted.
0: Yeah. Um, I, so I I want to ask you a couple questions about that process. But I want to ask first. I think is a much more important question. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing good. I'm I'm really. I mean a little tired. Just it was an exhausting four months for me. I, I had a lot to do from. When I when they pushed me out, in th- you know, three days, I lost all my resources. I had no campaign money left because we'd been through a moratorium during session. I spent all my money during the campaign to win, uh, so they knew they had me at a disadvantage. I had no lawyers. Uh, I had to go raise a bunch of money. Still trying to raise that to pay my costs. Of course, they had, you know, taxpayer-funded as many lawyers as they wanted. And uh, of course they had the media helping them. They were, you know, slipping stories to them even though there was a gag order. And then I wasn't allowed to talk about it even if they hit me with things that were absolutely false. So um, I'm actually doing great. I'm, I'm grateful to, you know, my family, my wife, my kids, they're all behind me. Uh, my staff here, you know, most of them hung in there. Some of them actually had to leave because they were worried about their jobs and they had other offers. So that that's a little more tricky for us because we have to go out and hire new people now and get them up to speed on some of the issues that we care about.
0: And, and just I mean, to think none of that had to happen if it weren't for the House jamming this through with with no evidence. So but I want to ask you, did I really just hear you say on Tucker last night that the Texas comptroller Glenn Hager did not pay you, even though he is required by law to pay you while you were forced to leave?
3: Yeah, it was an unfortunate incident. He. He cut off my salary. He has no statutory authority to do that. Uh, and I, he knew that if, if I tried to fight that, one, I didn't have time, but two, uh, suing in Austin is not going to be successful for me, no matter what the law is. We have a lot of liberal judges here that would take, make a political issue out of it instead of a legal issue. But yes, he uh, took away my salary. I, as far as I know, I don't have a salary back yet, but he had no authority to do it. There's no basis in law for it. And he did it. I don't know why he did it he never explained never called me never gave me one he just did it so he actually threatened to cut when when they submitted my salary he threatened to cut off everybody's salary in my office unless they took me out of the payroll so the previous uh sort of sitting at ag had to make a decision take me out of the payroll or everybody's salary gets off that's how far the how far glenn hager went to try to keep me from getting paid.
0: That is unbelievable. Like I, I, I'm hearing all this and it sounds a whole lot to me like the establishment was just looking for an excuse to punish you by any means that they could. I mean, I would have, I, we talked about it. This trial cost you, I'm sure millions of dollars uh, that you have four to and personally, a half, God.
3: Four and a half million dollars and i'm still raising money for that because i haven't paid i haven't paid all my lawyers yet
0: i mean how could you they they threw this on you they did it in the dark in secret threw it on you and i guess expected you to i don't know i i i keep going back and forth did they expect you to just say okay i'm going to resign
3: i think most people would have the odds were overwhelming i had no money i was and and they they had done their investigation secretly for 4 months and had a huge advantage of time over me. Plus, they had all the information. They were subpoenaing people. I could, I didn't have that ability. I didn't even know about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they had all the advantages, ever, from money to unlimited resources. And they had me out of the office in three days with nothing. No money personally, no money for lawyers. And I had to go build a team, go raise the money, go figure out, try to get information from them. They tried to withhold information the entire time. They didn't follow the law. They didn't. Do anything right. They didn't have real witnesses. They had nothing, and and I was at a severe disadvantage. And but for the grace of God and and my family and my friends in the state, I mean, they would have taken me out.
0: Yeah, because clearly they were looking to do that um, throughout this process. I don't know if you saw it. I, I wrote an op-ed. Um, during the impeachment trial about just the, the significance of this, that if the House was successful in jamming this through and removing a duly elected official, this would become the national blueprint for you know local gover- governments around the country to say, well, you know what? Uh, we're the establishment and we don't really like this outsider who came in here and is actually fighting for the grassroots and we want to take them out, but they keep getting elected. So we're going to go ahead and try to take them out anyway. And I said in that op-ed, I said... I worry that if he is convicted and removed from office with no evidence, which they never gave any evidence, I worry that if he is convicted and removed from office with no evidence that the Texas GOP will be fractured beyond repair. But I sit back and look at just the way that some of these House members have reacted to the decision, and I'm worried now that it's already fractured beyond repair. What do you think?
3: Well, when Dave Phelan did this, and look, he did this on behalf of, my, in my opinion, of the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. He's elected by a block of 65 Democrats. He only needs 76 votes to become Speaker. They block vote. They pick the Republican that they want in office, and, and basically he gives them what they want. And I think the Biden administration, realizing they hadn't, you know, their investigations of me hadn't worked. They, the civil lawsuit hadn't worked. The election I was supposed to lose, I won. This was their next try, and they sent two lawyers from DOJ to come help the House do this. So that's not just an accident. No coincidence there. And that was the deal that was cut. So the Biden administration, you're right. This would have become the blueprint. And you're right. I do think we are fractured, but it was a choice of date feeling. He doesn't care about the Republican Party. He cares about his own power. And what he did, we can't undo. And these people have to be held responsible. And We have to move to—we have to change— people in that in, in those offices in order to change that culture where Dade Phelan does what the Democrats want and the Republicans follow him because they're afraid they'll lose their committee chairs or their committee assignments or their money. Because Dade Phelan and Texas for Lawsuit Reform, Dick Weekly and Dick Travolsi, they fund, they fund most of these Republicans that, that, that did this. Mm-hmm.
0: So I would imagine, if I were a betting person, um, mm-hmm. that you might become a little bit... I don't know, involved in primary season.
3: I'm already in. <laughs> it's already started. So I've already got my first race I'm talking about. But They're going to be, I'm going to spend a lot more time out campaigning. Great. I, I usually don't get involved in primaries. I haven't seen a need, but I definitely see a need. And I want to tell people what happened. I want to be out there explaining what their state rep did. And so when, they're t- when the state rep is telling their story about, oh, we had all this evidence. I'm gonna say that's absolutely false. They had nothing. There wasn't a single witness that we had that they presented that had that we ever saw mm-hmm. until we got to the final trial. We never saw that. So they made that up. They they did it because they were forced to do it. It was it was a speaker vote, which means you vote with us or you lose your money and you lose your, your you lose your position and you won't pass any bills. I know that they threatened people. And I know that when John Smithy got on the floor and gave that great speech. They were losing Republican votes, and they could not have a lopsided deal where it was 65 Democrats or 62 Democrats or 61 Democrats and, like, just 15 Republicans. Right. So they went around and told people, you have to vote with the speaker. You can't switch no matter what is said, no matter what you believe, no matter what your constituents believe. You have to vote with the speaker on this.
0: Well, um, I think I'm I'm very grateful that you are going to get involved in primary season because we need a big change, obviously, um, in Austin. So I want to switch gears here and talk about now that you are back at work, um, no pressure or anything general, but (laughs) there's a lot going on that I think you may need to uh, get involved in, in, including this border crisis that's going on. Um, obviously, you know I, we saw Greg Abbott tweeting out that they had installed uh, razor wire and that the Biden administration border patrol was cutting. Um, now, I w- personally, not putting words in your mouth, personally, I would argue this is too little, too late for the governor who should have been doing more um, rather than waiting for the optics. But um, what can we do at this point, the state of Texas? What can we do to prevent all of these illegal immigrants from overwhelming our, our small towns?
3: So I've asked for this, I asked the legislature to do this. There's a case called Arizona v. US. And obviously I don't have any I don't have an army of people to send that. And I have lawyers. So I always have to think about the legal side. What can I do legally? And the Arizona v. US, this is the Obama administration suing Arizona for passing their own laws because the federal government wasn't enforcing. And Justice Kennedy wrote the opinion. And then we had Justice Roberts joining along with three liberal judges, and it was five four saying that states can't create their own laws related to immigration. That cannot be right. Mm-hmm. And I've been asking the legislature or somebody to create a situation where we do something, we, we pass a law or we try to enforce one of our own laws to protect our state and let the federal government sue us so that we can take that case up on, on, and, and try to challenge it because it cannot, the Supreme Court did not get this right. They cannot let the federal government pass laws, then not enforce them and then come sue the states and say, "Well, you can't pass those, even though we pass because we passed them. We're not going to enforce them, but now we we've stopped you from protecting your people. That cannot be right."
0: Yeah, um, I um, so I want to get your I want to get your take on on one other thing, and then I'm I'm going to let you go. I know you've I'm sure you're exhausted from talking to so many people asking the same questions. But um, so the ACLU of Texas, I'm sure you saw, they are suing. Over SB 12, which is, of course, what they would call the so-called drag ban, which obviously, you know, I worked closely with the legislators on this one to make sure that the wording um, didn't discriminate against a particular, you know, gender identity. But this is, of course, the bill that is aimed at preventing sexually explicit material or sexually explicit performances in front of children. The ACLU is now suing the state of Texas. And I need to know, are you ready to bring it?
3: Oh absolutely. This is a uh, we're absolutely ready to bring it. Uh, my wife is involved involved in voting for that that legislation and I had a brief discussion about that one uh, today and I know that we I think we'll we will win that in the end. Now, typically they sue us in a liberal court and we lose. Mm-hmm. And then we've got to take I believe that's a federal first amendment issue if I'm remembering right and we would we would yeah. appeal that to the 5th circuit. We de- tend to do pretty well in the 5th circuit. Now, we could draw a bad panel. You never know. We draw a panel that's more liberal that could be more difficult, but I'm pretty optimistic about winning that in the end.
0: Good, good. Well, uh, General, I appreciate your time so much, and more importantly, I appreciate you fighting for, uh, for Texas, and um, I just, I'm just i happy that you were able to, to join us.
3: Hey, I'm really glad I did, and I uh, look forward to a lot more of this.
0: Yes, yeah. Thank you so much, General. We'll talk soon.
3: All right, thanks. Bye.
0: See ya. Um, all right, so... Got to take a quick break. We will be back with more. So happy to talk to that man. He is the greatest. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, Pure Health. So if you are suffering from, I don't know, maybe you got low energy, brain fog, unexplained extra flap, you may not know it, but the problem actually could be your liver. Your liver actually performs more than 500 key functions like filtering toxins, breaking down nutrients, keeping your cholesterol in check, helping you out when you drink too much tequila or wine. Not that I would know anything about that, but over time... Your liver can start to wear down, so you would have energy crashes, belly fat, maybe trouble with memory and concentration. But there is a solution. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 11 powerful herbs and nutrients clinically proven to recharge and revitalize your liver. And, by the way, there's a silent epidemic going on. Like, 100 million Americans have fatty liver and don't know it, but this is going to help protect you against that. It's manufactured in the United States. And as a listener of the show you can try liver health formula and receive a free bottle of blood sugar formula to reduce sugar cravings when you order today you can do that by going to getliverhelp.com slash news get a free bonus gift while you still can if you go there today it is getliverhelp.com slash news All right, this is fascinating to me um, the, the Russell brand saga right um, so Obviously, as it stands now, Russell Brand has been accused um, of serious sexual assault allegations ranging from just, you know, sexual assault to actual rape and. Um, this was done in, you know, this joint investigation from all of these British news outlets. And, of course, he vehemently denies that he did anything wrong. And, I mean, I think that it's important that we take the accusations seriously. Um, there was some proof that was given. And, but I, I don't – I, I want to just take the – like, set that aside because we don't know what's true and what's not, right? But the UK Parliament – has already been sending letters to social media platforms. TikTok, um, they sent one to Rumble. They said that they were concerned that Russell Brand could be profiting off of these platforms. So here's some of this this letter here. I am writing concerning the serious allegations regarding Russell Brand in the context as a user of TikTok with more than 2.2 million followers on the platform. um, Rumble got a very similar letter. And so they were asking, could you please... Let us know whether or not Russell Brand is monetized on this platform if he is receiving money from this platform. I have a big problem with this. You'll see it. No, go back to the go back to the shot you just had. The end line says uh, we want to make sure that this platform is is doing what it can to ensure that creators are not able to use the platform to uh, under undermine the welfare of victims of inappropriate and potentially illegal behavior potentially illegal behavior now. So you can get accused of something and the British government is going to pressure a company, an independent company, to stop paying you. What world am I living in right now?
1: Well, yeah.
2: This is so crazy to me. This is so crazy. I agree with you. We don't know if these allegations are true. Nobody knows if these allegations are true. I can tell you right off the bat that if allegations come from anonymous sources Mm -hmm. and they aren't coming through police, and they're coming... 15 years later, through a news organization, I'm not sure that we should give them credibility because it is unfair to the accused. I agree. As an accused, you have to have the right to defend yourself, and you can't defend yourself unless you know who your accuser Mm -hmm. is. So, Russell Brand behaved very promiscuously, very awful. I'm sure we would all be absolutely horrified by his sexual exploits when he was at the height of his Hollywood fame. Does that mean he's a rapist? I have no idea. Nobody has any idea. But the fact that this isn't a criminal accusation, The fact that this is a news report Mm -hmm. obviously intended to smear his character and they're trying to demonetize him for it. That should awaken everyone to the implications of what this means for our husbands and Mm -hmm. our brothers and our sons. Mm -hmm. If an accusation can cause social ostracization, Mm -hmm. this is quite something. And I actually do think it's relevant to look at what the accusations are. When I was reading that original article from The Times Mm -hmm. UK... The the premise of the article, the very first allegation, it was like the subheader said, oh, a girl texted him after a sexual encounter and said, no means no. When a girl says no, she means no. And the the Times reported and said, and Russell Brand responded and said, I'm very sorry. Mm -hmm. Well, the first time I read that, I reacted and I was like, whoa, that doesn't sound good. That's the premise of their article. You scroll down to like page 15 of their report and they actually have a screenshot of the text messages. They... Completely misrepresented the text messages they weren't talking about her saying no to sex they were talking about her saying yes or no to a condom.
0: a condom right
2: I'm like I'm sorry that that's like graphic and no one wants to talk about condoms well, but yeah entire the yeah. entire context of this allegation so if someone's an anonymous if this is an anonymous, anonymously sourced article and the premise of the article is misrepresented and they immediately go into using government entities to try to pressure the demonetization and career
0: destruction of someone who's speaking out against the elite. Mm-hmm. I think it's OK to say this sounds fishy. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I totally agree. And look, when we when we talked about it the other day and I said, look, I understand as as a woman that. Um, You may not want to put yourself out there when there is a celebrity or someone who is, you know, in the news. If he does something to you, I understand that you wouldn't want to put yourself out there and go public and accuse them of all these things publicly. Like, there's a lot that comes from that that you may not want. However, if you don't tell anyone and don't go to police and 15 years later you do tell anonymously a news outlet who you only told when they came knocking at your door... You better you better be ready for some questions to be asked of you,
2: right? And, like and you, they told the news reporter this. This was actually reported in the Times article that uh, they weren't ready to talk until the news reporter came to them, and their motivation was that he was growing in prominence on right. his shows online. I'm like, right, okay.
0: right, right. right. Alar- alarm bells, alarm bells going off. Major alarm bells. Yeah, Yaku.
1: Yeah, look. We deal with this weekly, right? We just filed a big case with the FBI last week where a girl's finally speaking of her abuse on Mm -hmm. the hands of her father, and it's been about 15 years, but you follow the channels of law enforcement. right? And typically, and I deal with this, thousands of cases. I've sat across the table of these women when we are doing the actual reporting, right? They're so scared of actually talking, so seldom is it just, let me talk to a news outlet, Mm -hmm. because their fear of public ridicule themselves, their fear of their lives, their backlash. I'm talking about a girl sitting with me in front of the FBI and her whole body is shaking, looking at me. Can you keep me alive? That's real.
2: That breaks my heart. Yeah.
1: Blabbing to a news outlet because right. Russell Brandt dares to go after King Charles mm. and the royal family. And dares to change his own behavior and is moving towards Christianity and is moving towards truth and is using his own platform to call a spade a spade. That's very inconvenient by the Brits. And this is why Americans have to kiss the ground and praise God you're American still where you have to be innocent until proven guilty. Right. Under the Biden administration, maybe not yeah, so much. It's supposed to they, be that but way. But they don't have the First Amendment rights we have right. here in, in the UK. And this is going to be tough for Russell because, because that family... They, if you come after that family, the royal family, or the kingpins in, in, that, in that tribe, they spare nothing. Mm. I mean, we can, talk, we can start talking Princess Diana and crazy things. So typically, the women who have been abused will go to law enforcement, mm. even if it's 40 years later. Yes, and if a guy raises in, rises in prominence and they go, you know what, I, that's not right. I want to now go. It's normally at law enforcement yeah. because they want protection. They're not going to go to a news agency that can't protect them. And all of a sudden, they're exposed. So I question this, innocent until proven guilty. We have to pay attention to it. But now you've got to go dig and find the facts. And I think when you start cross-corroborating, you may have a Brett Kavanaugh situation on your hands Mm -hmm. here, Mm -hmm. right, where it's an accusation for the sake of, well, go after a guy, Right. Yeah. just for the sake yeah. of going after a guy. I
2: just think the implications of this, I mean, the fact that YouTube demonetized him based on an anonymous allegation. Mm-hmm.
1: And what does it matter if he's monetizing his content? The platforms are there for you to be able to monetize. Yeah.
2: It's cool. not, I mean, they just don't want him to grow in prominence right. because he's speaking out against exactly. Pfizer and Moderna. Exactly, um, exactly. And he, he does have a following from, in, outside of just the political niche because he wasn't Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's crazy to me I, I think from a philosophical standpoint too that these women probably regretted their casual sexual encounters with him right like women that engage in hook, in hookup culture yeah. oftentimes regret it they feel dirty they feel used because they were essentially yep. objectified by a man and because we have blurred the line of morality they conflate immorality because what he did to them wasn't moral right like it was wrong. Right. It was bad. I right. mean, I, I, I at the time, I'm sure if we had thought about it or if any of us were paying attention to him, which we probably weren't because he wasn't political, we would have condemned it. The media at that time were praising him for his sexual exploits, right. worth noting. <laughs> but I think that these women also conflate like the immoral um, ramifications that they probably are still suffering from their from their behavior Mm -hmm. and from his behavior towards them. And they're conflating that with illegal Mm -hmm. because we as a society have told them that it's not immoral what he did, that they Mm -hmm. shouldn't feel bad, that it's empowering. Yet they're sitting here with these feelings. So they're like, well, if I feel bad and this wasn't empowering, he must have done something wrong and illegal.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay, all right, we got to take a break. And then when we come back, I want to talk to you, Liz, about your new book. I can't wait to talk to you about this, Hide Your Children. So um, maybe, don't hide your children now, but... uh, We'll get into it after the break. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Texas Land Company. So Saturday, September 23rd, is your opportunity to own prime Texas acreage at wholesale prices. This is the overlook at Richland Chambers, where you will find never before offered two to four acre lake estates for only 79900 You will go see why this is the best wholesale land value in the state of Texas. Again, Saturday, September 23rd, you could also own a rare eight plus acre district dockable property with over 545 feet of shoreline for only 199,900, it's less than an hour from Dallas, two hours from Houston, very convenient. They're paved by, you know, they've got paved roads, utilities, so by now you have the freedom to choose your own builder and build when you're ready. It is located in the mecca of outdoor activities, including some of the best fishing in Texas. I know this personally. There's huge demand for lake property in Texas, so it's got breathtaking lake views. This is perfect for a second home, retirement, or full-time lake living. There's no HOA, so there's going to be no Karens, and you can buy directly from the developer and save thousands on September 23rd. You can call 765-LAKE-NOW or go online at txlakefront.com. That is (laughs) txlakefront.com. right, Liz, you have a a new book coming out September 26th? Yes. Okay, pre-order now, Hide Your Children, Exposing the Marxists Behind the Attack on America's Kids. You are speaking my language right now. Tell us about it.
2: Yes, we were just laughing right before we came back because (laughs) the the title of the book, Hide Your Children, I was inspired by Antoine Dodson. (laughs) Hide your kids, hide your wife. Hide your kids, hide your wives, hide your husbands.
0: I'll stop there. Yeah,
2: like, exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. you have to add a little levity to a topic like this, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it is an intense topic. Um, I think like like a lot of parents across the country during COVID, my eyes were opened mm-hmm. to just how much of a concerted effort there was to assault our children and our children's minds and our children's bodies. You can look over their shoulder uh, when they were on Zoom school to see critical race theory and trans ideology and moral relativism, revisionist history, like all kinds of poison being poured in their minds. So... My question, this is kind of what sparked the book, was, is this a concerted effort? Is this different than before? And if so, why? And I realized that the answer to that question is, no, it's not different than before. Mm-hmm. It is a concerted effort, but really the left has been trying to re-engineer our society, this not for a decade or two decades, but for almost a century, and they've actually been quite successful mm-hmm. at it. They, they've Um, captured some of what I call our foundational cultural institutions. These are very obvious. They've captured the media. They've captured the education system. Sadly, they've captured a lot of religious institutions. They've captured the law, and they've set their sights on the nuclear family. Mm -hmm. I argue in my book that of the five elements of the family, there's just one left standing, and that's children, which is probably why the left is going after children now. So what I do in my book is I name the names behind the people and the organizations that are not only behind the capture of our institutions, but behind the attack on our children. Mm -hmm. And the second half of my book, I have to tell you, is actually my favorite part. It is a pretty harsh critique of the Republican Party because I offer a solution that is very different than what the Republican Party is offering for how we can recapture our institutions and protect our children. Not just because as a mom, I care deeply about my daughter and we have to protect children for the sake of their individual souls, but because if if children, if we surrender children to the left, then mm-hmm. our nation is done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it really has been fascinating to watch all of these moms, you know, you mentioned COVID, to watch all of these moms just kind of get activated, something within them when they... Really got a close look at what all of these schools were doing to their kids, what they were teaching them. Um, you know, I'm out there filming drag queens shaking their asses for kids. You know, and it's like time to wake up. If you want to, if if you want to save our kids, and it has been really, really heartening to see um, all of these moms like yourself go like I, I, I have a contribution to to solving this, and I'm going to take the time. To do it?
2: Yeah, well, one of the things, one of my critiques of the Republican Party is that we're very good at pointing to something and saying that's wrong. Mm -hmm. It didn't Mm -hmm. take particularly politically active Mm -hmm. parents to say, well, wait a second, I don't want my white child being told they're racist and my black child being told they're oppressed in school. That's wrong, that's bad, that's evil. But where the Republican Party has failed is being able to offer a definition for what's right and being able to harness our institutions to actually teach what is right to our children. Yeah. Because I don't believe in neutrality. Right. I don't think that you can have this, this, this neutral playing field where everyone can kind of bring their own values and everything thrives. I think it's a matter of either the beliefs of the left are dominating our society mm-hmm. or the beliefs of the right. Mm-hmm. And the right has made a very big mistake in falling prey to the idea that you can, or that you should, that maybe they, maybe they fear being accused of violating separation of church and state, but they've fallen prey to this idea that it's the proper thing to withdraw morality, yeah. Yeah. especially from state laws and from communities. And the result of that has been the left has dominated yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, so I write, about, I write about what we should do about that because it, it's a much bigger philosophical issue when you have a Democrat party that always votes in lockstep, like how are they so cohesive? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that is they actually all believe the same thing, they have the same goals, they have the same objectives, they're working towards um, the same vision of society whereas Republicans aren't. Republicans, we've embraced this very libertarian idea of whatever, as long as you're not violating my right. And so we actually don't have any cohesive agreement on anything. There's a reason we can't get our act together and agree on things because we don't have a vision, we don't have beliefs, we don't have values as a party. Not that individuals don't. But for the past 50 years, the Republican Party, as a political apparatus, has fallen for this idea that freedom is the ultimate end Mm -hmm. versus freedom being the means to something greater. And I reject that. If freedom's the ultimate end, the drag queen story hour right. is moral because those men have the freedom to do it. Right. That's disordered. That's wrong. That's evil. Right. So freedom must be the means to something greater. And Republicans, I challenge Republicans to grapple with a question. What is this something greater? Yeah. What do we want our society to look like? What is human flourishing? And how do we use the government, not just our personal lives, the government to achieve this?
0: I love that. Um, so make sure. Liz, thank you for sharing that um, and for writing the book because it needs to be said. And I hope that many in the establishment will pick up the book and read it. They can pre-order it now. Hide Your Children by Liz Wheeler, exposing the Marxists behind the attack on America's kids. We will be right back. Thank you guys for joining me today. We've got Jakub Jans, host of The Bottom Line. Make sure that you check that out.
1: Um, where you're you're everywhere. Instagram. Yeah. YouTube. Just help us save kids. Go to Instagram and learn how to save your children. Take Liz's book, read the book, and do something.
0: <laughs> Liz Wheeler, host of The Liz Wheeler Show and author of Hide Your Children. Um, I I'm, I think I'm speaking to the choir here. You guys need to read this book. It's what we talk about all the time on the show, so make sure you pre-order it now, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
3: Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.